Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. And we are eager to introduce you on this week's show to an important new member of the Beeson leadership team. Last week on the podcast, we devoted most of our time to a retrospective look at the work of God at Beeson during a most unusual year at the Divinity School. We said that even though 2020 will stand in the books as one of the most challenging years in nearly all of our lives, God is faithful. He provided for our needs all year long, blessing us richly amidst the challenges we faced. We ended our conversation by telling you about a few exciting new initiatives at Beeson. And today on the show, we want to expand on that conclusion and let you meet a new friend, the Reverend Stephen Johnson, the latest member of our team and the associate director of our Thriving Pastors program. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll invite other leaders on our faculty and staff to let you know more about what God is doing here, and we hope that as we do, we'll excite you about taking part in these developments. So, Kristen, without any further ado, would you please tell us a little bit about the Reverend Stephen Johnson? Yes, we are excited to have the Reverend Stephen Johnson with us today. As Doug has already said, he is the Associate Director of Beeson Divinity School's Thriving Pastors Initiative, working with Dr. Tom Fuller, who is the Program Director, and Stephen oversees um, our school's placement services as well. Stephen is a founder of Good Steward Ministries, a nonprofit that coaches and provides care to pastors, church planners, and other ministry leaders. And we're going to ask him more about it today. And uh, most importantly, he is married to Jamie, and they have one son, Oliver. So welcome, Stephen, to the Beeson Podcast. Thank you so much, Kristen and Dr. Sweeney, for inviting me to the podcast. You are absolutely right. That is the most important uh, thing about me is my wife and child, for sure. And um, it's been amazing getting to know um, and work with the Beeson faculty and the Beeson, Beeson staff over the last couple of months. And it has been a blessing both to me and to my family. Prayers for us just in general have, have meant so much to us, um, especially for our son. And I'm thankful that God has brought all of us together for this work. And I know that I look forward to the months and the years ahead and to see how God continues to use it. Thank you, Stephen. You have been such a blessing to us already and have just had a seamless transition really into our staff. It, it almost feels like you've been here a lot longer than you have. But before we get into your work, we want to know more just about you. How did you come to faith in Jesus Christ and where are you from? Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in North Alabama called Albertville. It's up on Sand Mountain in Marshall County, just kind of south of Huntsville. And my father is a pastor, so at a very young age, at three years old, we moved out to Montana, to Billings, Montana, for about five years, and Bozeman, Montana, for three years. And so we were out there for a total of about eight years. And growing up as a pastor's kid, I was just surrounded by the good news of Jesus. Uh, my parents both talked to, to my brother and 
me about Jesus all the time uh, when we were little. Uh, we listened to, to tapes like uh, the Salty, Salty the Singing Hymn Book uh, when we were kids and just enjoyed um, learning all about the Bible and all about Jesus. So when I was seven years old, the Holy Spirit brought all of that work together that my parents had kind of done into a moment of transformation in my heart. I remember we were at a uh, revival service at our church, and I'm not even sure what the, the revivalist was, was saying, but, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment, and I knew that that was a personal decision that I had to make to trust the Lord Jesus with all of my heart personally, um, that it didn't matter who my parents were, it didn't matter what my family was doing, that it was uh, a choice that I had to make um, to live for Him. And and to allow him to begin to transform my heart and my life. And so at seven years old, I did that. And I, I can definitely say that I am more than thankful for the ongoing work of sanctification. Um, because at seven years old, I had a long way to go in that process. And I, at 36 years old, I still have a long way to go in that process. Um, but I feel like with each year of life, um, I do understand more deeply the significance of what Christ has done to save us. Um, and so that's kind of my story of salvation. And um, when we left Montana, we returned back to Alabama, and that's where I continued on all the way through high school. Stephen, you've noted you're you're still only 36 years old. That sounds young to me. Yeah. But you've had a, a pretty extensive uh, pastoral ministry already. Just tell our listeners a little bit, before we dive into what you're doing here at Beeson and the Thriving Pastors Initiative, tell our listeners about your pastoral ministry to date. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking back on my life, I, I feel like in that 36 years, I've lived a lot of life um, between Montana and Alabama, Texas, Tennessee, just all the different things that I've, I've been allowed to do in ministry and in life um, has been pretty amazing. And so about... A little over 10 years ago, I was running about as hard as I could run away from the call to ministry. And as most people who run from ministry know or run from their calling know, um, God has a way of, of, of getting a hold of us. Um, and so he finally, uh, about 2009, got a hold of me and said, no, I, I want you to do ministry. I know that you have some reservations about it. I know that you've seen the good side and the bad side of ministry growing up in the home of a pastor, but I, I want you to do this with your life. This is what I've gifted you to do. This is what I've called you to do. And this is what, uh, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> so I ended up at, at Dallas Seminary and um, I, I didn't quite know where I was going to land in ministry. Thankfully, I had some people there who spoke into uh, my ministry and, and, revealed to me and, and or helped me to, to kind of realize my call to pastoral ministry specifically. And one of the mo more pivotal things that I, I remember from that time was sitting in a class with Howard Hendricks um, in his hermeneutics class. And he said, now men look to the person to your left. One of you is going to, one of you is going to burn out of ministry in the next 10 years. Statistically, that's true. That's it's about one out of, or uh, about one out of every two in seminary burn out of ministry within 10 years. And then he said, one out of every 10 of you will retire from ministry. So that's that's 90% who will eventually burn out. And so over the next decade, just as I continued in ministry, those, those numbers stuck with me. Um, and I began to see some of the reasons why those numbers were true. Um, and so um, about a year ago, I really felt God moving in me to, to do something about that. I started a, a ministry called Good Steward, and we specifically focus on pastoral staff 
um, and how to help them thrive in ministry, just like the Thriving Pastors Initiative does. Um, we help them learn how to endure. And so we work with men who, uh, men and women who maybe have theological training or maybe don't, but we, we were able to kind of help them get some theological depth, but also get some practical leadership training um, so that they will not become one of those statistics. Stephen, this fall, we hired you as the associate director of our Thriving Pastors Initiative, and you mentioned uh, starting a nonprofit um, earlier about uh, helping men and women thrive in ministry. So I'm interested, first of all, just how how did you get to Beeson, and how did your work with Good Stewards complement your work here at Beeson with the Thriving Pastors Initiative. So perhaps you can tell us about um, not only how you got to Beeson, but our initiative, your role, and then how those two complement each other. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, about a year ago, um, I really felt this call to, to just full-time going into and starting a ministry to uh, church staff to help them endure in ministry. And I, I began reading a book called Resilient Ministry. Um, by Donald Guthrie and um, and some of his colleagues. And I, I remember reading this book and, and reading about the Lilly Endowment and what they were doing for um, for research into this topic of how do we help pastors endure? How do we help them run the race? How do we help them get them to the finish line of ministry? And that became just a burden on my heart. And so throughout that research, I noticed that Beeson had actually gotten a, a grant from that and that they were looking to fill the position of the associate director of the Thriving Pastors Initiative. And so I prayed about it for a little while and and just felt like that might be something that would be worth pursuing, something that would be in line with what we were doing. I, I know that my specific ministry, Good Steward, focuses more on staff. And I knew that the Thriving Pastors Initiative was focusing more on alumni and, and people in that senior pastor role. And so I, I, it looked like two tracks going in the same direction to me. And I thought maybe there was a, a great chance that it could work together. And then a little later, I got a phone call from uh, Dr. Fuller and Dr. Sweeney, and they were excited to hear about what I was doing with Good Steward. And they were excited to tell me about um, their hopes for the Thriving Pastors Initiative. And, and I think we all three kind of agreed that that it was um, just something that the Lord had been been working behind the scenes that we didn't, um, none of us really knew about. And um, it, it was really cool how similar they were, but how different enough that they could, they could be a little more holistic in, in how we pursue pastors in the church and, and leaders in the church. So what does it mean, Stephen, to thrive in ministry? I guess in the seminary community, a lot of us are used to that language now. But uh, I mean, for clarity for our sake, and, and maybe some information for people who aren't used to hearing people talk about thriving in ministry, what are we talking about? And how do we know if a pastor is thriving in ministry? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question, and that's a question that I, I think a lot of people struggle with. Is is what does a healthy and, and thriving ministry look like? Um, and in different faith traditions, you find different answers. Unfortunately, uh, I, I think for um, our purposes, what we would say um, the most important points to thriving are are a healthy um, spiritual life for the pastor. And so we, we look at soul care for the pastor. We look at how is he connecting to his savior um, on a personal level. We look at self-care. How is he developing himself as, as a leader, as uh, a father, as a husband, as a church member? Uh, a lot of times we forget that pastors are also members of their church as well. 
Um, and so we, we want to, you know, emphasize that, that that's a healthy relationship as well. And then we can look at emotional intelligence. We can look at cultural intelligence. We can look at their leadership and, and management skills. Um, there are a lot of practical ways that we can do it, but I think ultimately what we would, um, where we would land with what it means to thrive is, are we disciples making disciples? Um, are, are we growing and maturing as believers in a way that we're having an impact for the kingdom? Um, not do we have the biggest ministry, not do we have the biggest building, not do we have the greatest programs, but are we living in, in a way, growing in our faith in a way that our dependence on Jesus is utmost? I think that's, to me, the benchmark of thriving in ministry. Stephen, if someone is listening and he or she serves as a pastor, and perhaps he or she is thinking, I don't, I'm not thriving in ministry, um, but I want to thrive in ministry. Uh, what would you say to that person? Are there tangible steps uh, they can take? And how might they take advantage of the resources that we provide through our Thriving Pastors Initiative or perhaps even the resources that Good Steward provides? Yeah, absolutely. Ministry is an isolating and lonely uh, place. It really can be for a lot of pastors, men and women. They, they find themselves just on an island doing ministry work a lot of times. Sometimes that's because of the um, tradition of the church that they're in. Sometimes that's more of a self-inflicted wound because we don't like to be vulnerable. But for anyone who feels like, man, I am just not thriving this. I'm, I'm feeling the burnout, especially in a year where, you know, we've been so isolated from one another um, coming out of COVID. What can I do tangibly to, to, to correct the course that I'm on? I would say Call some other pastors. The Lilly Foundation, the Lilly Endowment, their work has, has shown time and time again that the single greatest factor to thriving in ministry is being in community. Um, it's, it's being in peer groups where you can discuss the, the hard work of ministry, and it is hard work, but to discuss and, and to encourage and to equip one another um, as co-laborers. Um, so call other pastors, call other ministry leaders, um, and enter into a community where you can be vulnerable with one another. As far as, as how they can connect with Beeson, I, I would love if, if somebody's feeling like, man, I'm just, I just don't even know where to begin. Give me a call. My, my name and number or an email are on the, uh, on the Beeson website. I would hope that you would just reach out and shoot me an email. Let me know who you are. I'd, I'd love to talk and, and I would love to connect you with some other pastors in your area or in your type of ministry. We've been hearing here at Beeson that the COVID epidemic is wearing some of our alumni who are pastors out. Uh, they're feeling like they're running out of gas. Uh, I wonder, are you hearing similar stories? Is it not just Beeson alums, but lots of pastors who are feeling a little bit beat up these days by COVID? Uh, and if so, what can our listeners do to be of help to their own pastors? Oh, yeah. It, I have spoken to so many pastors over the last six months that are just that are just carrying the weight of this uh, physically. Uh, some of them visibly look like they've just been run over by a truck. I mean, it, it's it's really, really difficult out there right now. From what I'm hearing from most people, they're, they're catching it from both sides. Um, should we wear masks? Why would we wear masks? Um, why are we not wearing masks? Uh, why are we starting services back? Why are we not start, starting services back? You know, it, it, regardless of political position, the church and pastor specifically 
are, are carrying a lot of weight in this. Um, not only that, but they're, they're like we said before, they're they're feeling very isolated, um, very lonely because the people that they care most about, they're not able to really go and see. So for a lot of pastors, they are just way out of community. I think for those who are dealing with that, my hope for them is it would be the same the same thing. Call call some other pastors that you know and walk through this together. Uh, right now, one of the things that, that I'm thinking um, deeply about and, and talking to pastors deeply about um, in, in my personal ministry is the idea of taking a Sabbath with this, understanding that we've been through something, um, something really hard. Instead of trying to think, well, well, what can I do next? Or what can I do to leverage where we are to change some programs or to change the way that we do church? Let's, let's take a breath. Let's, let's stop and let's step back and let's reconnect with one another for a minute. Um, and just sort of a year of Sabbath um, after coming out of this. And let's, let's reconnect not only um, with each other, but let's reconnect with, with our, our Redeemer. Because I think for a lot of people, they've been so caught up in how do we survive this? How do we get our podcast online? How do we make sure that this week's sermon, you know, I, I don't look like I'm preaching to an empty room. How do we, you know, how do we do all of these things? How do we play catch up and catch up and catch up every week? I think that their spiritual lives have suffered because of that in many cases. Uh, from what I'm hearing, I know that that's true. And, and so I think we need to step back and we need to um, just rest in, in who Christ is and in his finished work on the cross for a little while before we start looking at what's next. For those who are not in the pastoral position, uh, what I would say to them is is call your pastor and check in. Um, they're <laughs> they're struggling, um, they're struggling a lot, and and I know it's not just pastors. I know that that everybody everybody's kind of struggling on some level right now, uh, whether they're showing it or not. Um, but but be proactive and call them and check on them. Um, ask them specifically how you can pray for them. Ask them specifically what they need and just how you can be um, of service to them and and. The, the reality is we're, we've, we've got to, to work through this together. I know we've said that, you know, tons of times and everybody, you know, from the, the government to our local Kroger has, uh, you know, said, hey, we're all in this together. But that's the tr- truth. We are in this together. And so I think as the church, we need to, to be that example of community um, to the world around us. Stephen, um, I've been grateful to be part of some conversations here at Beeson um, where I'm getting to hear about some of the exciting things that you and Dr. Fuller are working on um, as it relates to thriving pastors. Um, One thing that we've worked on this fall is a new um, microsite on the the Beeson website for thriving pastors. Um, You're also busy planning an alumni conference. Um, Can you just tell us about some things that you're working on, um, some things that are ahead that you're excited about, and what our listeners can be on the lookout out as it relates to the work of uh, Thriving Pastors Initiative? Absolutely. We have um, a lot of really exciting things coming up uh, starting in January. Um, and then we will have even three more throughout the semester. One of the great things about technology is that even with COVID, we can still gather and we can still connect with our alumni and with local pastors, and we can still be a resource. And so um, we're taking full advantage of that. In January, we're going to be working with some of our students' mentors, some local pastors who are mentoring the Beeson students, and and we're going to be helping develop them and, and just pour into them and love on them a little bit, care for them a little bit during 
um, this, this season that we're all in. But we're doing that to, to try to increase the level of mentorship um, for our students. And then in February, March, and April, we're having what we're calling threads events. And so if you think of ministry as a tapestry, these are um, some threads that run through that tapestry that, that begin to bind it all together. What we're doing there is we're inviting alumni, we're inviting students, and we're inviting local pastors to come in um, and, and to, to learn um, how to thrive in ministry um, in a very practical way. We're going to, uh, rather than the painting with broad strokes at these events, we're going to zero in on some very specific areas that they, they can grow in. Um, and, and so hopefully they can walk away from the, these events having a, a better plan of how to, to move forward in the, in the next years of ministry ahead of them. And then, like you said, we, we have the uh, alumni conference coming up. Donald Guthrie, uh, who wrote uh, with his colleagues, Resilient Ministry is coming. And we are so excited about that. And, and we are just praying already um, for what, what God will do with that to uh, speak to the hearts of our, our pastors and alumni who are going to be attending that. And, uh, we look forward to launching some exciting things um, like the uh, Women in Ministry Center and um, at that event as well. And so uh, we're just we're excited about what God is doing in this. And uh, we, we can't wait to continue connecting with um, all of our alumni and pastors. And we're excited to have you on the team, Stephen. Thank you very much for giving us some of your time today and telling us about the Lord's work through the Thriving Pastors Program here at Beeson. Listeners, you have been listening to the Reverend Stephen Johnson, Associate Director of Beeson Divinity School's Thriving Pastors Initiative. He also oversees our placement services. He's also the founder of Good Steward Ministries, a nonprofit that coaches and provides care to pastors, church planters, and other ministry leaders. And as we heard at the beginning of the show, he's married to Jamie, and he and Jamie have a beautiful little boy named Oliver. Thank you very much for listening. Stephen covets your prayers for his own ministry and family and for the work of the Thriving Pastors program. And uh, of course, uh, Beeson's always eager for your involvement here in our activities, especially as this epidemic goes away and we're able to do life together in person more regularly Please, uh, we hope you're poised to get back on campus with us and participate in some of these wonderful uh, ministries and initiatives. Thanks very much for being with us. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Mm-hmm.